0: If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker, a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of The Bunker Lives Branding Team. In this episode of The Transition, I'm joined by fellow podcast host and Army veteran, Marty the Moak Martinez, co founder of Joint Task Force 214, a consultancy that specializes in helping veterans market themselves and their businesses. Marty also hosts a weekly podcast with his co founder, James Phelps, called Lounge with Legends, where they celebrate veterans' success through stories and frank dialogue with legends. Marty's a certified story brand guide and knows how to help businesses clarify their messaging. On the show, we talk about sales and marketing, the importance of effective communication, and how veterans can translate their skills from the battlefield into business. Before you hear from Marty and I, be sure to subscribe to the Transition newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover in the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman@bunkerlabs.org at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn or Instagram at ironmikestedman. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoy today's show, and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Marty, welcome to the bunker, man. I can't... Actually, I can't say welcome to the bunker cuz again, like most of our guests lately, you are a Bunker Labs OG, you're rocking. Is that a cool What do we call that thing? Uh, I don't
1: know. I call it my I call it my life or juice in a in a Bunker Lab cup. So my canteen. Your life or juice
0: <laughs> in a Bunker Lab cup. I got to hang out with you down in um Nashville a few weeks ago during our Bunker Labs quarterlys. Yes, and sir. now here we are able to chop it up on the podcast, man. So it's an honor to have you here today.
1: Uh, it's an honor to be here, especially, you know, just an extension of the Bunker Labs family. I love everything Bunker Labs is doing, and just to, just to meet you in person was, uh, that was great. I wasn't even expecting that. That was just icing on the cake, brother.
0: I'll tell you, man, just before we went live, Marty and I were talking about, like, how much we enjoy this entrepreneurial journey. It's very rough, right? Like, don't get me wrong. You have your 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 highs and lows and early on, it's just brutal, you know, early on, you're dealing with all this kind of self-doubt and all this other stuff. But like for me, I've scaled up my agency from a one, one of one to like one of six now. And so it's cool to be able to build something from scratch. And it's like everything that I have now, like everything I show up to work on every day, like I've built. And so it is kind of super humbling. It's pretty cool. And I actually, I just really enjoy being an entrepreneur.
1: I, I agree. It's, it is, uh, I was actually watching Shark Tank the other day and it was funny because Lori Grenier is like, entrepreneurs, the only people that'll work 80 hours a week to get out a 40 hour a week job. And, uh, and I was like, oh my god, that is so true. But it's, you're talking about the reward, you know, you've got those ups and the downs, but that first time someone says, hey, how much for that? And you're like, you know what, I'm going to go high on this. And you make that offer and they say okay and you're like oh my god i created this i made this and people are buying it they see the value and i deserve to be paid what i'm worth that's amazing
0: i think too like before i became an entrepreneur like right, sales was like a dirty word mm-hmm. you know it's almost like you know everybody thinks a sales salesman is like the car dealer the used car dealer right. or the the guy that goes door to door and then you see all the like I don't want to call it trash out there, but like a hundred ways to close a client and all this sales training. Da, 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 da. But I feel like a lot of that ain't geared towards entrepreneurs because I feel like successful entrepreneurs, sales is not this sleazy thing, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just having discussions with people, yeah. right? It's like, you're practicing having empathy. You're practicing having common sense, being confident in what you offer, learning how to like, identify and solve problems for a client right there on the spot. It really is this thing that's like, I don't know, man. I just feel like we try to make it out to be something it's not. But when you're an entrepreneur, you have a real understanding of what it means to create value and monetize value. And you're not basing off assumptions. You're basing off of what people are willing to pay you for your products or services. So it makes me feel like, I don't know, man, in my life post, Going full time and focusing on my venture is like night and day.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's um, if you if you're passionate about what you what you're doing as an entrepreneur and what you know the problem that you're solving, and you and you've connected with that ideal client, there is no sales pitch. All you're doing is clearly communicating with empathy and authority how you're going to help them solve their problem to help them survive and thrive. So there's no sleazy That's- sales pitch. It is just. Let me help you. Help me help you.
0: I think I need to do a whole series on that on the transition, you know, like literally like, especially when you're closing your first 10 clients, like, listen, talk to people like human beings, the sales scripts and all that other stuff, right? Like that's throw that out, right? Mm-hmm. Like most of y'all are bootstrapping, you know, you're selling real businesses to real people, right? You're not monetizing their, you know, you're not monetizing their data, right? Like you're, you're literally distributing, giving value to people. So it's like, just have a conversation about it and work with them to like price it. You know, we like, we're making it way too complicated. So I think I'm going to do that. Even if it's just a short little 20 minute episode, let's do some practice sales training. Yeah.
1: I think, I think what's key to that is where we, so we focus with a lot of our clients is, is on that lean canvas. So a lot of us will go to the lean canvas training. And then with that business plan, what we tell people is you build your business plan. Okay, I got my loan, I got my grant, or I did a pitch contest, whatever it is. And then it goes by the wayside. And then when you do the next one, you pull it out. (sighs) Okay, what did I say in here? And we say, no, this is your living, breathing document if it's done right, because you understand who your buyer is, the problems you're solving. You know how you're going to make money. You know how how much it's going to cost you. Everything's there. That's your document. And so that when you do meet your client, you can now say, here are your problems and here's, I'm going to help you. And so it it is easy. It is easy as that. Understanding how to communicate to your, with your client.
0: Now you just hinted at what you do talking about the business model canvas and you know, when you're working with clients, but we, me and you jumped in, this is what happens on the show. (laughs) I jump in, I hit play. I just start chopping it up, but take a moment to introduce yourself formally, Marty, Mm -hmm. uh, to our listeners today.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'm Marty, the MOAC Martinez. Uh, MOAC is what my business partner, James A. Phelps, came uh, came up with when we were second lieutenants, which is master of all knowledge. And uh, if, I, if I can give brief tangent, uh, Mike, the reason he came up with that is because I was prior service. Uh, so I came in eight years prior service as a second lieutenant into an infantry unit, having grew up in, a, um, in, in range of battalion. So of course, they seem very knowledgeable, but I was just coming in as prior service. so But he came up with that title. So anyways, uh, our company is Joint Task Force 214, where we help veteran entrepreneurs and small business owners increase their marketing reach and revenue. Additionally, we have a podcast called Lounge with Legends, where we celebrate veteran success as they transition and transform from battlefield to business. Where did you get commissioned out of? I got commissioned down in Texas, at uh, Southwest Texas. Love
0: it. You know I'm from Texas. Where about? Brian College Station.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I grew up on I-35 is what I tell everybody. San Antonio, San Marcos, Austin, and Waco.
0: Yeah, was well, Southwest Texas, that Texas State now? It is, bastards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're telling on ourselves, y'all, I've been up here in this New York scene. I forgot about my Texas schools. Sam Houston, yeah. si- uh, Texas State, uh, Prairie View A&M. Y'all don't know nothing about that, but those are <laughs> from Texas, man. We didn't, we weren't trying to, you know, that was my pre-Naval Academy days, right? <laughs> like those go. were the schools, you know, that you knew about, you know, obviously you had AM and Texas yeah. Tech and UT, but then it's like, you know, you get out in the world and your world opens up, you find out all these other opportunities, but Texas always holds a, a special place in my heart. And one thing I, I'm curious to, to know too, Marty, I'm also very conscious that in the bunker, we have a lot of officers. Yeah. You know, um, and I want to get more of our young, transitioning enlisted mm-hmm. to take that entrepreneurial leap as well. And yeah. I think it's going to start by getting more of them on the podcast. Yeah. You know, but even though I give these ask, right. I don't, people don't reach out to me. What are your thoughts? How do we, how do we get more young uh, enlisted, you know, um, in the, in the ecosystem? Find what they're passionate about in their
1: business and show them that it's not something that you have to have an MBA or all this other hoity-toity stuff. That you can do it. If you're yeah. passionate about, you can be, a, you can be an entrepreneur. Uh, and so you were asking earlier before we joined uh, the live show, why were we in Nashville? And we were live. In, we were in Nashville because we were running a, a business boot camp for one of my clients. He was also uh, one of my former soldiers and reached out to me once he found out what we were doing. He said, hey, sir, I want to work with you. And I said, well, one, stop calling me, sir. Uh, it's Marty now. And absolutely. And so we, once we sat down and just showed him, look, it's, it's no different. So we have a course called the uh, lead, uh, lead course, laser focused mindset, employ military superpowers into business success, achieve speed through deliberate, decisive action, dominate your market. The reason that we do that is because we want to help the enlisted and uh, junior officers understand you've already got it in your kit bag. You just got to understand how to translate from military to business. And I can I, we can help you and, and my, you can help translate Harvard Business Review and MBA language into what they know from business uh, and from their military experience. And so we talk about is, look, it's no different than when you planned to go out on an op and kick in a door. We did mission analysis. We did mission planning, mission execution, mission assessment. Bro, it's the same thing in business. So once you demystify what business is about, you're going to get those enlisted because they're going to say, I got this. I did this stuff. I, I kicked indoors. doors. I did mission planning. I did this stuff. I, at least I executed and I know what it means. So that's a lot of why I think uh, there's that there's that pause with the enlisted the and, the, and the junior enlisted on this.
0: Yeah, I hear him, y'all. We need y'all's help though. You got to reach out to us, right? You share these resources. And I just want our listeners to know I'm cognizant of it, right? I've been very blessed in my life. Had opportunity to go to the Naval Academy and get advanced degrees and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, every position I found myself in is open to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely want to make this platform inclusive because I know it comes up, right? People are like, oh, there's just so many officers. I see officers and entrepreneurship doing well, but I also want to make sure I'm highlighting our young, uh, e-dogs on this platform mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's brilliant and beautiful because it's, you, you know, anybody can play, everyone's got a mind. Right. You just got to have a passion. And from what I remember, so, you know when when, when, go ahead. No, you first, I was gonna say from what I remember, when I was enlisted, we were passionate about a lot of things and it wasn't just drinking beer and going out, there were things we were all passionate about. You got to figure out what you're passionate about and, and show them, um, you don't have to just go to traditional tracks once you transition from the military. Sales, uh, working at a warehouse, working, you know, security, no, no, nothing wrong with those tracks. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you can. You can do it. There is a way. There's ways you, a lot of uh, a lot of free resources out there like Bunker Labs.
0: That's right. Crank out a business with a Google Doc and $100, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Yeah, absolutely. that's a podcast episode right there. Google Docs and hundred dollars. Let's go. But one of the things we do on this podcast, as you're aware, is we take off our armor, Marty. So there's a lot of hype in the entrepreneurial space. Everyone's winning, allegedly. <laughs> but when you pull back the curtain, oh, people yeah. are struggling. You know, they got personal problems. They got yeah. financial problems. It ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Absolutely. So I'm curious to know uh, what's something you're struggling with personally or professionally as a better an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I sh- was struggling with and
1: I'm still struggling with is my own transition from um, from battlefield to business. And what I mean is I still haven't completely turned off. Uh, there was a there's the the rate of the rate of speed that a field grade officer executing operations downrange believe it or not, is even crazier than that of an entrepreneur some days. And so to dial that back and say, look, I'm no longer deployed. I need to have work-life balance and I need to sit down and say, these are my non-negotiables. I won't work on Sundays. I'm Chick-fil-A up in here. I won't work on Sundays. You know, we're going to have PTO, pay time off during the holidays. So figuring that out. So that way I'm not just, dad who's always working here because i don't want my kids to have no longer have leftover dad i want to be there for the kids because what good is it to be an entrepreneur and make money if you can't spend it with your family and with with my kids
0: listen that mission because you know we come from that mission accomplishment right so it's like yo the mission ain't done yet we're still you know if we're if we're 100k and we're trying to get to a million that's the mission everybody's focused right so you're go 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 but you're right of like, you know, you've got to practice self-awareness because the civilian world is different. You're not deployment. You're right there. You know, like my girlfriend is up, to, you know, she's a train ride away. So mm-hmm. it's like, like today I'm learning to slow down. So even this morning, it was like, you know, like Monday mornings, I'm ready to get after it, Marty. I'm like, let's yeah. go. But today I was like, let me go to the coffee shop. I'm going to write a little bit this morning. Then I went and grabbed me some lunch, you know, and then I cranked up the, the laptop probably around 3 o'clock. You know, so just understanding that like life is a marathon, it ain't a sprint. Yeah. And so, you know, we control how we spend our time and the pace we want to go versus in the military, you got all these commanders and everything. It's like go, go, go. But business, you can burn yourself out quick. So I appreciate you sharing.
1: No, brother, it's it is real. The burnout is real. And then and it's just like, you know, as you're looking at it, and I think you bring up a great point, is um, you know, you look at Facebook and Instagram, everyone everyone's leaving their best life. And I'm saying bs you know nobody pictures a no one posts a picture of them crying or something right Uh, but the entrepreneurial journey there's ups and downs i got it i got it oh i don't have it this day sucks oh my gosh i'm never gonna oh wait i'm getting it i'm getting it you know so be honest with with yourself when you're gonna if you're gonna get into entrepreneurship and say there's gonna be highs and lows and we definitely have that um in our company heck even these larger companies that are making 500 mil they've got ups and downs too i mean they're going through all sorts of stuff just like just like solopreneurs and entrepreneurs everyone's going through these evolutions as well
0: so you know we got to acknowledge what brought us here today and that's bunker labs a national network of veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs dedicated to military dedicated to helping the military connect community start and grow their own businesses marty how did you find out about bunker labs And what was the feeling like having a community post-transition to fall into?
1: Yeah, I got, I found out about Bunker Labs through, um, I was at a DC 19 and uh, I was walking through and I said, what is, what is all this orange and black over here? And then I walked over and I found out about it and I was like, this is pretty cool. Um, And I, I'll be honest, I kind of forgot about it because that's why we went, went into COVID and all that. Uh, But then it came back up when um, uh, my brother, Donnell Johns over veterans grow in America invited me to one of the, um, one of the events uh, here in DC. And I went in and and met up with all the uh, people from uh, 22 or 21 Bravo. And I was like, okay, I'm putting my name in the hat. I'm going to check this out. And it's, it's been an amazing journey. I'm currently in, uh twenty two out in VIR Veterans and Residence, 22 Alpha DC right now. And it's it's amazing. The community is awesome. It.
0: And Mix stands for a military influencer conference started yeah. by Cortez, Cortez Riggs, amazing uh, organization, amazing event. And then did you were you part of the master class I taught or were you were you not there? No, I wasn't part of
1: that. I was probably chasing Dennis you and some other people around trying to get on the social media secrets.
0: Yeah, but I, I do think it's important be you know, this community aspect. And I think that's probably one of the most important aspects of this podcast and also the bunker in general, because I just saw an article the other day about how uh the VFWs and the Americans of foreign wars, they're kinda on the decline. They don't have the same kind of uh culture, mm-hmm. you know, and uh I don't know, like our generation, the younger generation. Is not attracted to those organizations as much, and so it's like, yeah. where are people going? And I think the cool thing about what we do here at Bunker is we cultivate that ecosystem where we're going to start and grow businesses. And by and large, I see us hiring a bunch of other veterans and military spouses too. Yeah, you know, so if we can cultivate our own, you know, ecosystem in house, we can recognize talent for those uh, young and old transitioning service members. Then we can create homes for them to come to uh, once they transition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um one of the things that for transitioning service members is to reach out early and often before your transition. You know, but when you're thinking about getting out, start seeing what's out there. If you want if if you, if you want to see about entrepreneurship or go on whatever track, you gotta look and check it out because that was what I started doing and that was one of the best things, especially because I started retiring right during the height of COVID. I started my actual transition out of the military March 17th, 2020. <laughs> so had I not already networked and checked all my, my avenues out there, I would have been uh, I would have been a uh, pretty tied up there.
0: So take us through that. How did you become an entrepreneur? What was that journey like? Um, so,
1: well, we, um, my buddy came to me with a great idea. I'll pull it up. I just happen to have one here. Uh, and he said, I've got a product idea, and I want to see if you want in on it. And I said, Absolutely, anything with my brother. And it's called Footies. So he came up, we came up with this. So footies footwear. It's like kind of like moleskin. It's the antimicrobial, anti-skid. And I was like, This is this is pretty cool. Um, so we started there, but that was a side hustle. And uh, I took a job as a contractor. Uh, for a defense contractor, and I became a marketing director and started doing all that. And then I realized, you know, I'm making someone else a millionaire when I can do this myself. Why? Why do they do that? You know, Kevin O'Leary talks about, you know, salary is the drug they give you to give up on your dreams. And uh and I <laughs> That's realized <a> good one. <laughs> it's the truth, ain't it? You know, yeah. uh that was one of the best things. We we uh we had a chance we had a chance to talk to Kevin. That was one of the, my favorite things he said. Uh, but um I realized, you know, I'm not going to do that. So I got out and I said, my passion is helping veteran entrepreneurs. So that's why we started Joint Task Force 214. And we said, well, where do they need the most help? And we, 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 uh, we floundered a bit, if I'm being honest. We floundered a bit because we wanted to help. And as we're out there, we're trying to help here and try help here. And we realized, okay, we're competing with all the nonprofits. We're, we're basically in red ocean, if you're familiar with red ocean, blue ocean theory, right? Of
0: course. And you should break it down for our listeners. Yeah. So, red ocean is basically
1: you're, you're selling where everybody's always already at. Um, it's, you know, you're, you're really not distinguishing yourself. So, what you want to get into is blue ocean, where you have a unique selling proposition and you're really getting at um, what, uh, what people need and you're able to provide that to them. And so that's when you get in the blue ocean, and they say it's okay to go into the red ocean, but you don't want to live there. Well, James and I, we dropped anchor there, and we were like I said, we were floundering. So then uh, it was actually when we were talking to uh, to one of my one of my friends, uh, Eric Doc Wright of Vets to PM, we had a talk, um, and Doc says, "Well, what are you good at?" And so we started talking, and I was like, "Well, you know, I like this and this." He goes, "Bro, that's your if you know Doc Wright, bro." That's your uh, that's your thing. You're story brand guys. You guys are the marketing guys. You're the the business whisperers. And so we're like, dang it. That took us six months, but here we are. So, in earnest, is when we really started doing what we do now with Joint Task Force 214, which is you know, our business boot camps and uh, uh, story brand marketing, which is basically the hero's journey.
0: And uh, so, good. You're an uh, infantry officer like me. You know, you came up through the Rangers. I came up through the Marines. Where the heck did you learn marketing and branding and positioning survival. over the course of your career? And how did you, how would you correlate that into say, hey, I can monetize this? Yeah. So that's, uh, that's survival. <laughs> uh,
1: I will uh, say so. Um, there's a, uh...
0: where's that? Y'all can't see his bookshelf, y'all, but I can. He's got every business book up there. <laughs> I'm going to talk to him about it. So there's a book here. I'm holding it up. It's called. Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. All right? Amazing book.
1: He's out of Nashville. Uh, when we're deployed, we a lot of great Americans send us books and send us care packages. This was in one of the books, and I started reading this, and I realized at the time I was a uh, a knowledge management officer, which is pretty much not a very sexy job. Uh, everyone thinks that we just do portals, right? And so I f- realized, okay if I'm a primary and there's 19 general officers on this staff and I'm only a major, how am I going to get a seat at the table in the big boy room? And so as I was reading the book, I was like, Oh my gosh, this book is going to be my key. And what I mean is that in story brand, it's not about positioning yourself as the hero where you talk about yourself. You talk about the person's problem and then position yourself as the guy to solve their problem. So I quickly, um, as you know, Mike, you have the quick walk and talks. Mike, come on, quick, let's talk. Okay, and you basically get like from here to the water fountain and get to talk to the CG, right? Typically a three or four star general. That's exactly what happened. He said, Marty, um, tell me again what you do. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sir. Um, You know when you have those days where you have sat in about literally a thousand meetings, fired off about a thousand emails and made twice as many decisions? And it's not until you're laying in your uh, rack at night thinking, did I make the best decision for our men and women forward? Because absolutely. That's what I do, sir. I help streamline decision making so you have the right information at the right time. I'm your knowledge management officer. Holy crap, Marty, dude. I need yeah, I need you in my I need you in these meetings, and I need to make sure that everything is up there on the on the common operational picture on the dashboards basically all the knowledge management stuff that I've been trying to enact and so the difference was I'd read StoryBrand. I positioned the CG as the hero that had a problem right that am I making the best decisions because think about a CG owner in like you know Iraq and Syria because that's where we were at at the time and now I'm here to help him so when I realized, wow, this Donald Miller stuff really works? Uh, Okay, we're on to something. So I continued the methodology. Fast forward, now I'm in the Pentagon and I'm having to sell, I'm now the proponent officer for all the U.S. Army's modeling and simulation programs. And I'm having to sell my programs at the Pentagon to the SEC Army and to all the other people. So again, enter Donald Miller, story brand, and positioning them as the hero and we're the guy that comes in that solves a problem that ends success and avoids certain failure. So that's where i I've already I've been doing story brand for the last ten years. I just wasn't getting paid for it. I was selling myself or selling army programs or teaching my officers how to craft an elevator pitch. So that's how all that came about Mike
0: and when you say you were floundering, right so you're like, okay, we want to start this business. Mm-hmm. What was your initial value proposition? Um, God, it's been so long <laughs>
1: we um uh, we help veterans. Uh, start their business. It was like we help veterans start businesses or something like that, that they, that they love or something like that. And then as you really pull back then, you're like, okay, well, there's boots to business. There's, you know, SBA there's, you know, there's all these other people that was, that was essentially where we were competing. That's where we were floundering because nobody was going to buy when you got the power of free over there.
0: Right. And what was the change that really made you say, Hey, we can actually monetize this. And how did you know that like, Hey, it's working.
1: So that's when we went and we became, we went all in on story brand, became story brand certified guides. So now we have the authority to tell the stories and craft the stories, but then we also are able to come to veterans. And what really changed is we say, we take you from ideation, from post-it notes to actual implementation. And I help you with your sales and marketing plan. So that lean canvas that we're talking about, those nine blocks actually become your entire sales and marketing plan. We take that, we craft it into the hero's journey, your website design, your email campaign, which consists of your nurture campaign, your sales campaign, your funnels. And because of we're mod- I'm a modeling and simulation guy, I now bring in my army experience and build out models and simulations for your entire buyer's journey. So you can say, Oh, there's my ad spend. There's everything there. So that's how everything. That's why people are paying for it now because they're saying, "Oh, this is soup to nuts. This is the whole thing."
0: And that's when you rebranded it as Joint Task Force Two Fourteen.
1: We were we were already two, uh, Joint Task Force Two Fourteen, but that's when we really, that's when we really unlocked it and said, "This is what we do. This is sure. our secret sauce."
0: Now that you go in full time, do you still got another income coming in? I went went Leroy Jenkins on
1: it. I went, uh, (laughs) I I quit and I was, I was done. I was like, I'm all in. And like I say, so it was, it was rough. It was rough from, uh, from May till honestly, December before we actually got like that $1 bill, you know, that everyone has on their wall, you know, because we had to, we figured out what we needed to do, but me being the. Uh, and this is where James probably gets after me too much or not too much, but gets after me because I'm a planner. That's what I did in the military. So I want to plan. I want to make sure things are right. And sometimes, you know, you just need to get good enough out the door just to get some money coming in. So, but I wanted to plan and make sure we had just like, a. if you watch our, um, lounge with legends, we've got bumpers, we've got, you know, transitions and we create our own commercials. We have everything going on there. Uh, it's the same thing with joint task force 214. I wanted to make sure it looks professional and everything is there. So when I offer a course that you feel, wow, I definitely got my money's worth of that course.
0: Talk to our listeners about the psycho- the psychology of someone of your stature. So when did you, what rank were you when you transitioned out? Uh, I was just a Lieutenant Colonel. Just – key, or he said just because he's in the Army. You know, in the Marine Corps, Lieutenant Colonel is the real deal. But in the Army, that's basically a private. I'm just teasing you. But in all seriousness, though, we transition out, right? And people see, okay, corporate America, we want the same comfort of living that we had in the military. And so we equate it with all these different opportunities out there. But as you know, like, yo, when you go entrepreneur, you're <laughs> – Eat what you kill. Yeah. It's rough out there. It is. Right? So yeah. as great as it is to be able to, oh, you know, I want to get out. I want to get that 150 k 175 k salary. And then you're like, I got to start this business from scratch. May or may not raise capital. May not get a bank loan. I might just have to bootstrap it. And there's a lot of risk associated with that. You've got a family. You know, you've got kids and everything. Psychologically, what gave you permission to say, I can do this? Besides household six,
1: uh, you know, mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, my, I think it's our passion and our belief of what we're doing and the value that we're bringing. It was, we can do this because, um, you know, I've done Bunker Labs and I've done Rosie Network and you know I've done Boots. But these are great programs, but sometimes. People just need to go left of boom and need a one on one where we come in and go, Mike, I'm gonna work with you and we're gonna take your we're gonna take your idea and we're gonna actually help you create your plan that's actionable. And that it's whether it's an ugly baby or not, we're gonna help you identify how this is. So when you see things like Tam Sam Psalm, what the hell does that mean? Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. That's chapter six. We're on chapter one right now. All right now we're going to focus on and we break it down and we have all these drills. Uh, and that was, that's part of, you know, like I said, I, because I spent so much time in the Middle East, Africa and Europe on these uh, joint task forces, my whole job was, I was the tiger team lead. So I would come in and solve complex problems, which is, the, is where our boot camp comes in. I look, I meet, I meet our clients where they are. We don't walk in front of them. We don't walk behind them. We walk beside them through their journey. And so when we did our boot camp, like I was talking about in Nashville the other day, my, our intent was to focus on their story brand. But as we, as we talked with, spoke with them, I realized, okay, they need to go back. We need to go back left of boom to identify who really is their avatar. So I ran them through some drills. I said, okay, what I really think they need is the newspaper drill, the sailboat drill, and the marketplace drill. And these are just different Tiger Team type of drills. Where you're getting them to focus on what their goals are, who their people are, and how do we get them to where they need to go? And so by the end of day one, they knew exactly who their buyer was, where they're going, and then they had smart goals, OKRs, and KPIs. So then day two, we could really pull the thread on okay, now how do we get them to buy?
0: That's great. You know, I work with a business coach, Bill Watkins. I had him on the, on oh, the show. Yeah, Bill. Um, he talks about how to ten x your business. But you're right. Like at a certain point, I do think there's value in that one on one people that can like really get to know you kind of intimately, give you that focused um, attention. And I've become a fan of it um, of myself. And I definitely look at it like stages. Right. So stage one of the entrepreneurial journey is like what is what opportunities are out there? You know, you learn, you're doing meetups, you're doing events. And that's kind of what I see, like a lot of our bunker meetup and greets. Right. You know, and now we do have these various different programs. But at a certain point, it's like. Man, sometimes you've got to be able to identify and say, I'm not where I want to be. What can I do to uh, put myself in the best position to succeed? Yep. You know, so like even with me, right? Fitness level, I'm like, man, I'm slipping fitness wise. Like I'm a Marine. I'm Iron Mike. Yep. I'm slacking. You know, what is going on here? Took my butt over to my CrossFit gym, charged my credit card. I'm like, let's go. Yep. You know, and I'm getting myself back. Right. So there is that uh, that benefit of having that kind of accountability, having that skin in the game and willing to do the work. Yeah. No, absolutely.
1: And I and I feel you on the fitness level because that's what we talk about. Hey, as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing I told my officers, uh, you know, they were in, they'd come to DC for 8 weeks for a course and I would tell them, "Hey, look. Um, <laughs> I, you're here for 8 weeks. It's any a vacation. I want you to rest. I want you to read. I want you to exercise. I want you to sleep. And I want you to think. And I, I tell the same thing to entrepreneurs. You need to be reading um, and learning. You need to exercise. You got to keep your PT game up. That's going to give you a strong brain. You got to sleep. And I know that's hard for a lot of us. I'm guilty of it too. I only operate on a few hours' sleep. That's not because I'm trying to be some badass entrepreneur, just because, you know, stuff from the war, I don't sleep. But you, and again, I have to give your time and permission to think. Critical and creative thinking, you know, is key because that's where you're going to come up with those, uh, you know, your next great idea on how you can solve a problem for somebody or monetize or something.
0: I'm actually give you all a tip on that. One thing I've told my team is protect my deep work time from 9 to 12, you know, so the morning time is like my Mm -hmm. time. I'm working out old school getting back to the basics we knew it all marty in the military i know right there was a reason we got up and pt first thing get our brain sharp knock off the brain fog etc you know and then have that morning time to you and your platoon and your squads and everything and then command comes down and all hell breaks loose right but <laughs> it's, it's, until it's 12 o'clock you're like you're good and so even in our own businesses going back to what we talked about at the beginning we're setting conditions we're setting the stages and as the leaders of our ventures, right, we gotta make sure we're good. Right. You got to protect the asset and yeah. to have that time to think, that morning time, because if you're trying to do your deep work at like two to four, your brain's already shot for the day. Yeah. You know, especially if you're already putting out fires. So get on it early, protect it, and 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 really dial that in. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, we were on a call
1: with uh pastor jason uh, tucker i think he's out of tennessee as well dang everyone's out of tennessee but uh what he talks about is hey don't manage your time manage your energy time's not a renewable uh, resource but your energy is so and you're talking about don't cheat your gift you know, find we're all a little bit different you know most of us are most productive in the morning but you got to find when you're most productive and that's when you apply set that side that time aside on your calendar, that's when I'm going to do my best creative thinking, whether that's when I'm going to create my social media ads, or I'm going to create some content, or I'm going to do whatever, find, you know yourself and then do that. And then uh, we, I kind of alluded to it earlier is, you know, don't cheat the people that matter most. As you're talking about the entrepreneur journey uh, for me, it's don't give them leftover dad, give them quality dad. Uh, Same thing as a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, make sure that you, you block that time. So as you're looking at your annual calendar, say, hey, this is my PTO. This is my pay time off. I'm going to take two weeks for uh, Christmas. I'm going to take uh, Halloween, or Thanksgiving. I'm going to take these breaks. And those are on your calendar. So when you start blocking and t- blocking those off in your calendar, what happens then is you're now scheduling your quality time with your people. And that's how you get that work-life balance, which is elusive as heck as an entrepreneur. So that's that's one of the big tips that I always say is, you know, don't manage your time, manage your energy.
0: I'm glad you brought up the family component because I don't have a family yet, right? But I also, again, I try to practice as much self-awareness on this podcast as I can, understanding the reality of a lot of our veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses who do. And so, you know, when I asked you to take off your armor and everything, um, or even earlier than that, you were talking about how you were floundering early mm-hmm. on because you guys didn't find your, your your market, how you were positioning yourselves. Right. And that can be a mental drain on an entrepreneur when you're like, man, I'm supposed to be confident I'm out here. This ain't even working. Right. I don't know how I'm going to get paid. Right. How did you manage to not let that mentally affect how you showed up for your family? It's... It is, um,
1: it's tough, especially, so, I mean, one of the things that I did in the military is I never went in, I never went into work in uniform, and I never came home in uniform. That way I could mentally, when I changed, I was leaving it at work as best I could, even if I was leaving at, you know, 9 p.m., 2100. Um, You know, here, especially during COVID, I'm in my basement office. I'm in my war room downstairs. So it is hard when I go upstairs to not carry this with me. But what I have to do is say, nope, I'm focused on my kids. And I'm not going um, to try to create something, you know, a new canvas, social media or anything. I just need to say, this is my kid's time. And that's where uh, I catch myself. I caught myself doing this a lot when um, uh, we were doing ballet for my daughter. And instead of watching my daughter and enjoying that moment because she's not going to be nine forever, I'm on my laptop creating a business proposal. I'm like, you know yeah. what? Bit, I I can get up earlier and work on that proposal. I won't get that hour and a half back with my daughter. So it's about, it's about stepping back and looking at the big picture, going, look, the family's not always going to be here. If there's one thing we know as the military and especially as combat veterans, we know life can end in an instant. And so we just got to remember that and say, you know what, life can lend, you know, life can change for better, for worse. And so
0: we need to appreciate that and and live in that moment. So I guess it sums up to self-awareness, you know, Mm -hmm. recognizing, saying, hey, you know what, man, am I not giving my people enough attention, my son, my daughter, my wife, et cetera. And just taking a step back, zooming out, seeing the big picture and uh, making a, a decision and fixing it.
1: Yeah, no, and that's why I say it's it's uh, plan the uh, plan and predetermine your blank space before you fill anything else in your calendar. So, like right now, if you are looking at summertime, you know, say, okay, wait a minute, let me talk, let me talk to, uh, let me talk to Mama, or let me talk to the kids, or let's figure this out. When are we going to take vacation? When are we going to go to Disney? When are we going to go whatever? And put that on your calendar before you start. You know. Because we're far enough out that I haven't filled it up with, you know, sales calls or whatever. And that's where you you predetermine that space as best as you can. Safeguard that time. And then, like I said, your non-negotiables. As entrepreneurs, what are your non-negotiables? I'm not going to work on Sundays or I'm not going to work on Fridays, whatever it is. But what is that non-negotiable for you? And block that time off and, and and stick to it. And then what are your non-negotiables with your employees? Cause they deserve time off too. And so if there's that, that PTO, you know, and uh, oh, by the way, like one of my, uh, one of the ones that we're working to we're not there yet, but we're working to is we're not going to work after um, we're not going to work after 4, 4 PM so that we can be home to pick up our kids. Um, I love it. And so you got to set your own non-negotiables.
0: Yeah, man. I'm about to text my team now, nine to 12, protect it. You know, especially <laughs> as I'm in the final edits of this book, now I still got some work to do on that book. Um, but you're right. Like you gotta protect your time, or somebody else, is, or somebody else is gonna take advantage of. Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, as we one thing I, I'm curious, Marty, what's your B Hag? And I got I want to know both your B That big hairy yeah. audacious goal. I see you got Jim Collins behind you. <laughs> so I'm curious to know your B for Joint Task Force 214. Also your personal B HAG. <sighs> Um,
1: so the BHAG for Joint Task Force 214 and Lounge with Legends are kind of one in the same. They're very similar. And that is, so this year, Lounge with Legends will become a 501c3 instead of on Marty's credit card, bootstrapping it. Um, and we're going to have a, um, we're going to have an entrepreneurial weekend. We're going to have the kind of TED Talks for Entrepreneur Veterans. And that's our BHAG. We're going to have that and it's going to be a blowout event and we will have it in D.C., and we'll have one in uh, in Raleigh, and that's um, it's going to be an amazing event. And my personal BHAG is to, you know, that's a tough one. I don't know if I've set my personal BHAG, my own personal moonshot, if you will, but I think it is to, um, you know, to find the balance between dad, entrepreneur, and uh, as a male spouse for my wife, who's in you know, just, you know, she changed command. Now she's in the army war college. And so trying to balance all of that, that's, that's talk about a big, hairy, audacious goal. I know it doesn't sound like a typical goal, but finding the time for all of that is, is, is tough, you know? And so that's my, that's my personal one is that work-life balance to continue to, to raise children that are going, because I tell everybody our challenge as parents is to raise the adult's uh, be the adult today that you want your children to be tomorrow, meaning be that shining example for your children when they look at you and go, "Oh, my dad wouldn't do that, my mom wouldn't do that," and so that's that's kind of what I set myself up for when I look at my kids.
0: That's real. This ain't hype. This ain't <laughs> hustle porn, right? This is real people talking about real goals. And I think you know, in this age of you know, success and this and millions of dollars. You're like, I just want to be a good father for my kids, a good husband to my wife, and I love that. And I think so many of our listeners are going to be able to relate to this. Now, you started talking about Lounge with Legends. Refresh my memory. Did we bring this up before we went live? Probably. our audience (laughs) know about Lounge with Legends? (laughs) I don't remember. Probably. Let's just refresh them real quick.
1: All right. So Lounge with Legends is a podcast that my ranger buddy, James A. Felt, Spartan Six, and I started. Because as I was transitioning, retiring from the military, I was going through my own uh, brain garbage, meaning I wouldn't file my VA claim. Um, And I didn't know why. And it kind of hit me when I realized, you know, I joined the military when I was 18 years old. I was an 18-year-old boy, essentially. And I got out as a 48-year-old man. And of the 28 years in the military, 17 was spent jumping out of airplanes on an 18-hour sequence to deploy anywhere in the world. So there's – it was a – it was more than just filing a VA claim. It was admitting to myself that Peter Pan had to grow up. Nobody was ever going to knock on my door and say, hey, I need you to deploy in eight hours to parachute into somewhere. So there was that going on, and I think – Uh, And I started to think, you know, there's a reason why our veteran suicide rates are so high. It's because we lose our team. We lose our family, our brothers, our sisters that we, you know, we shared trenches with that, you know, we, we entrusted one another with. So that's why we started Lounge with Legends. And we talk about the journey from battlefield to business. Why did you join the military? What was life like in the military? And what are you doing now? And the intent is for people to see how veterans uh male spouses, uh Army or military brats, sorry, uh all brats, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, even probably Space Force, uh can come on and say, hey, look, I I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. And it's a chance to give somebody hopefully hope. Because a lot of times there's a lot of amazing programs out there, but there's just some times where you just need somebody to hop in the whole that dark place with you, grab you by the arm and walk into the ladder and say, I got you, bro. Come on, let's get out of this thing. And uh, great. yeah, That's great. And we are we, our, our goal. You talk about a hag. our hag for um, for a lounge with legends is really just to help one veteran a day. And it's uh, and it's hard because, you know, I just lost one of my friends to suicide three weeks ago now and, you know, it's um, It's tough. You know, I got to, we have a show. I'm always texting people when I see on social media, hey, so-and-so and I just got a divorce or this is going on. And I always say, I pick up the phone, I call, I text, I send them a message. I do it, but I reach out just to let them know, hey, you are loved. I'm still here. We may not have talked in 15 years, 20 years, but guess what? I still love you. I'm still here for you.
0: I tell you, man, it's a hell of a thing the more I think about it, right? I got out after five years, right? But it's still, you know, from the time I was 15, I want to go to the Naval Academy Mm -hmm. until I left the military at 28. I wasn't smart enough to go straight to Navy, y'all. They sent me to the prep school for a year. So I did the distinguished five-year program. Um, But in all seriousness, though, it's a hell of a thing when people spend, you know, a big chunk of their life, you know, their 20s and their 30s or you know, uh, late teens to mid-20s in an organization. And that's their identity. That's how they see themselves. And then you go from that to get shotgun into the real world after, what, two weeks of a transition class. And people are, like, trying to figure out, like, what's next? Where do I fit in this? And then those of us, you know, you were a ranger. I was infantry officer. That was what we wanted. That was the goal, yeah. you know. we yeah. might as well, you know, these NFL athletes and these professional athletes, it's like, that's what they want to do. Their goal is to get to the NBA, to get to the NFL. Yeah. For a lot of us, it was to get to these units. It was like, I want to be a ranger. Yeah. I want to be an infantry officer. I want to be a pilot, yep. you know, or whatever, right? And then you do it and that's your identity. You finally make it. And you got to start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. And people in this veteran world aren't recognizing you for your talent. You feel like you're alone because not everybody's going to be in an ecosystem where you can reach out and touch another veteran. And if you do, Maybe you don't know them, right? So there's this whole just kind of mess that's going on in our ecosystem. And so the more we can have platforms like this and lounge with legends, the more I believe we can scale our impact because it's like, look, let this be your North star. You know, if you're feeling rough, whatever, just put your, put your podcast in, you know, chop it up with us and let's go baby. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely, man. And it's, it's having those honest and raw discussions You know, and that was one of the, I was actually, we had a General McChrystal on back in November and I asked him, I said, so, sir, you got out as a four-star general and started an entrepreneurial journey. It was easy for you, right? He's like, heck no, it wasn't, man. I was, I was floundering. I was going up and down. And so, and you know, I asked him that on purpose so that everyone who listens goes, dude, even a four-star general getting out, you know, has a hiccup, has has a struggle because it, it is still a transition. You know, everyone has this entrepreneur, you know, is rough transition. And and what I tell people is transition out of the military. Mike, let me tell you this transition out of the military is actually easy. It's going to happen. Every single one of us will transition out, whether it's sexy and smooth or you're coming out, just tumbling out of the back of that dang five ton truck. Uh, but the transformation, that's where we get gummed up, bro. That's the brain housing group that isn't engaged and ready to go from camis or BDU's or whatever we call them to business suits. That transformation is where you need to get your brain housing group straight. That's where we get gummed up. That's where we need the most help.
0: Got to have that growth mindset. Can't be stuck. The best is yet to come. And I'm on a mission to help as many veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses as I can start and grow successful businesses. And put Marty right there too. That's why he's on this podcast, man. Nothing but positive energy. So, as we close out here, Marty, I got two questions for you. Number one, what advice would you like to leave our listeners with as they continue on their own entrepreneurial journey? And number two, as a community, how can we support and elevate the work you're doing with Joint Task Force 20, uh, 214?
1: Yeah. So, the advice I have for the aspiring entrepreneur is um <laughs> i'll 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 uh I just actually wrote this as a prologue in our book that we're writing and it comes from uh University of Texas at Austin uh Red McComb School of Business as a professor in 1997 uh, Herb Thompson I believe was his name and he said tell me quick and tell me true or else my friend away with you less how your product came to be and more what you can do for me so I'll break it down Tell me quick and tell me true, or else my, product away, uh, else my friend away with you. Less on how your product came to be, and more what you can do for me. The point is, stop making it about you. Make it about who you're helping. The, problem that you're, the person whose problem you're trying to solve. And if you make it about that, going back to what Mike said at the beginning of this about the sleazy sales and all that, it goes away because it becomes honest, and you believe in your mission it becomes pure of heart. And so what you're doing is then you're coming in to speak with empathy and authority. And once you speak with empathy and authority about your product and the problems that you're solving, you're going to make it. You're already Uh, a millionaire. You just got to figure out how to get your paper. It's in somebody out there.
0: And the second question, how we can help you.
1: Yeah. If you are, if you are, uh, if you're stuck, if you have a whole bunch of sticky notes, like I do on my desk, you know, at one time where you're like, I got all these great ideas. How do I do it? come check us out. We offer a lot of free classes at uh, JTF214.com. We just did one uh, last week on small business finances and what you need to know. We have another one coming up, the top five things you need to help with your uh, marketing. And we do these once a month. Um, They're free. Come sign up, get on there. And then if you want help to go from ideation, from a thought, from an idea, from sticky notes to implementation, we can help you with that as well. when we do the one on one focus.
0: Marty, where can people find you? How can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, so we're on social media on uh, JTF214 under uh, LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. And then our website again is www.jtf214.com. 214.com.
0: Well, man, it's been an honor to have you on the platform today. He's looking sharp, y'all. He's got his cami. Uh, Blazer on, got a 75th Ranger Regiment pin, and he's got a stack of books and knowledge back there. And uh, Marty, I want you to send me a photo of your bookshelf. I'm interested to see, you know, some of the other stuff that you're reading. I see yeah, good but- my choice back there. Great oh, yeah. book, Jim Collins, and uh, I will be sure to include a link in the show notes uh, to your website, your socials, as well as uh, the story brand go- uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I make a habit of reading that book at least once a year to remind myself that I am the guide and not the hero and make sure that it centers me. And I think I'm up for another read as we uh, continue to head into 2022. For all our listeners, make sure you subscribe to the Transition Podcast and Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I do my best to send out a newsletter and podcast at least once a week. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stepman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. If you want to get plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem, visit BunkerLabs.org and sign up for our newsletter. From there, attend a networking event, either in-person or virtual. We got programs that take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you to go alongside other founders and CEOs. All you got to do is show up. Again, you can find out more at BunkerLabs.org. Until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.